Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm your host, as a Tiff, and this is another episode of E Squared. E Squared is a faith-based platform redefining the way young professionals work in excellence. This podcast is one of the ways in which we're doing so by creating a space where we come and discuss relevant topics and challenges we face as young professionals trying to excel and achieve greater things while taking care of the vessel that's doing the work. We are excited to have you. Thank you to everyone who listened to the first podcast and shared it, shared feedback, shared it with a friend. And thank you to my first time listeners. You are welcomed and appreciated. Today, we are discussing toxic work environments and we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Toby Mark. And I'm so excited for you all to hear her story and for us to just learn from each other's experiences. So let's hop right into it. All right, so we have Toby Mark here with us today. Hey, Toby. Hey, Tiffany. <laughs> okay, so just go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what do you do? What's your occupation and your hobbies? Yeah. Okay, so my name is Toby Mark, and I am a system analyst. So that basically looks like someone who pulls data from a database using a computer language. Um, my hobbies are playing guitar, um, Reading sometimes, depends on what I'm reading. Mm. Um, uh, music, things that are musical. Yeah, that's that's basically that. That's it? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Toby, for agreeing to come and just share your story. Um, this means so much to me because this is something I emphasize all the time. There is power in your story. You can literally be holding on to someone else's freedom um, by not speaking out. So definitely encourage this. Um, and one thing I do want to say is that any trouble that you're facing, um, you're never the only one to go through it. And someone has already been there and has received comfort from God and is able to pour that same comfort back into you. And that's what we're here to do today. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we are talking about toxic work environments and just to lay the foundation, tell us what you think when you hear about a toxic environment or toxic work environment. So when I think about toxic, toxic environments, I think about unhealthy conditions mm. and conditions that are not yielding fruit or they are not beneficial. Yes, I definitely agree with that definition um, because when, when I think of something toxic, I think of poisonous or destructive. So mm-hmm. what you said definitely fits into that category. Mm-hmm. So moving straight into the topic for today, toxic environments, what would you say the difference between a character building job um, and a toxic workplace is? Okay, so when you say character building, you're talking about like a job where you're actually productive, but you're working hard at the same time? Yeah, something that's like preparing you, maybe teaching you patience, Mm -hmm. things like that, Um, in comparison to a job that's literally just bringing out the worst in you, (laughs) and yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, for a toxic environment, when I think about toxic, like going back to what I said, it's basically not yielding any good fruit. It's um, basically bringing you down. Um, and having a toll on you, taking a toll on you that's not producing anything good. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're sick, maybe you're having like um, anxiety or depression and things like that, and nothing else is re- nothing good is really coming out of it versus a place where you're growing, where mm-hmm. you're being challenged, but you still really look forward to going to work. Yeah. Um, you're excited, um, you're you know, even creating your own challenges, you know a place where you feel like you're safe as well. I think that's one big difference between a place that's toxic and a place that's, you know, um, building character. Yeah. yeah. 
So I brought you on this show, <laughs> or this show, or on this episode, because yeah. I feel like you really, really relate with this. Um, your story is very powerful, and you've had your fair share <laughs> with toxic workplaces. So mm-hmm. tell us about the experience for you and when you knew that this is toxic. So this was at a previous job that I used to work at, and basically... When I first started working there, it was actually not a toxic environment. It was a great environment. It was a place for me to grow, to learn. I loved the people I was working with. Everything was going great. But then things started happening. Things started going down. And in my department where I was working, there were three other people working in that department. And one by one, they started to quit. Wait. Yeah, they started to quit because of, you know, some things that were happening or some things that weren't changing. And uh, basically what happened was that I became the last person that was working there and it started getting toxic when everybody was expecting me to do my job and do their jobs as well. Mm-hmm. It was just, it, it started to get overwhelming first. So that was the first start of it, of it becoming a toxic environment for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's, that's basically how that started. So when you found yourself, I just, I don't know why in my mind, I just imagine like that Will Smith, you, you ever seen a Will Smith meme and he's like the only person in the room? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody just dipping out. But so I guess when you started feeling the weight of everyone else's responsibilities, that's when you knew, okay, something's yeah. going on. Yeah, this basically, yeah. Wow. And when, when was your breaking point? Because you're no longer there. Like, what did it for you? Like, to say that I cannot do this anymore. I need to leave. Um. So, yeah. So it started with me getting headaches. Mm. Um, because of all the work I was doing. And I w- I'm an analyst, so with analyst work, you already need to focus a lot yeah. to make sure you're yielding and getting the information that you need to get. Um, talk less of trying to do that and constantly getting interrupted or distracted because somebody else needs something mm. or somebody else is expecting something or somebody else is um, putting their deadline, you know, because they have a deadline, now you have a deadline and things like that, you know. Yeah. And then I was also really young in um, in the corporate world, basically. So there were some things that I was still trying to learn and some things that I really didn't understand yet. Mm. So I guess I basically got taken advantage sometimes because I was like a yes man, oh, if wow. that makes sense. Yeah, so, but something I started noticing is that I started getting headaches. Yeah. And the reason why that's significant is because I never really get headaches. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm getting headaches. I'm trying to figure out what's wrong because I wasn't really gauging it as a as it was a toxic environment. Mm-hmm. Started getting headaches. And then I also started getting anxiety, feeling like, um, you know, there's always something coming up, something, you oh, know, wow. just... So did you find yourself like having dreams about this stuff? <laughs> yeah, I actually did find myself having dreams about the place, which was um, crazy for me because I really never re- remembered my dreams. I can count how many times I remember my dreams, um, but I started having dreams of like working and things like that, and I'm and I couldn't even sleep in my sleep if that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was it was pretty overwhelming. So how did the lack of sleep affect your effectiveness like yeah um just like every other person I started getting colds a lot I started it started affecting me physically basically so I remember I was having getting colds a lot um my immune system wasn't as strong literally because I would be at work till um 8 30 at night sometimes 11 30 at night and try to get back to work at 9 a.m in the morning um and another it it really affected me physically so another thing that happened was 
So I realized that a change needed to occur when one day I was at work and um, I had my natural hair out and I put my fingers through my hair. Mm -hmm. And when I brought my hand down, I saw a bunch of hair in my hand and I did it again and I saw more hair, you know, in my in my hand and um basically slowly i was like losing hair like my hair was falling out Mm -hmm. and you would never think that your hair would fall out because of stress but that was my body's way of telling me that i needed to slow down yeah wow that's crazy because people always say you know like little lines like oh my gosh you that's make my hair fall out you know or this make my hair fall you know you never understand what someone is going through until it happens to you exactly you never think that your hair will fall out under any circumstance, you know, um, until it happens to you. Yeah, that's true. And you said a good thing about paying attention to your body. Sometimes, like, our body will trigger us um, before drastic things like this happen. So, yeah, yeah. What were those things that you wish you probably would have paid attention to more? I think I would have paid attention to how I felt. Hmm. I wasn't really paying attention to that because there was a result that I was trying to get. Yeah. But I wasn't really paying attention to how I felt internally. Like mm-hmm. basically my mental health, you know, that's very important these days. It should it's it's always important, but uh, my mental health and, you know, the anxiety I was feeling yeah. or the discouragement sometimes I was feeling when I would have to go to work, you know, just being nervous about, you know, getting so much work done and being nervous about the people that I, I may have to encounter that day and things like that and you know, just the daily interactions and how it made me feel on the inside. And, you know, the funny thing is that I did think I was managing my stress well Hmm. because I understood that I was going through stress, but I did think I was managing my stress well, but I wasn't, you know, my body had to tell me another way. You know, I thought I was taking it easy on myself and trying to slow it down, but my body was like, no, you're not, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, so with the hair and the anxiety and, you know, getting colds here and there and things like that, that was my body's way of telling me, hey, Toby, you know, you need to slow down. All right, so when you realized the toll Mm -hmm. that this job was taking on you, um, when did you begin to manage your stress and how did you begin to do that? Okay, so the first thing I did was to make clear to my supervisors or directors, whoever was above me, that this was too much. Mm-hmm. You know, I drafted off, drafted up this long email, basically explaining to them that, you know, this is my job and, yeah. and this is what I'm doing. Basically explaining to them that I was doing way more than my job intended and also making it clear to them that, you know, I could not handle this amount of work at the time and that they needed to hire more people you know even though I understood their struggle of trying to find people who could fit um the job description you know it wasn't it's not as easy with the you know the type of career that I was in and things like that like finding who can someone who can analyze and also do another type of particular work so you know I had to even though I understood their struggles I had to make it clear to them my struggles as well yeah and then another thing that I realized that I was doing was that I I was one causing some of the problems and stress for myself Mm -hmm. you know like no one is paying me extra because I'm overworking you know (laughs) I was you know I was getting paid a salary and I was not getting paid overtime (laughs) so one thing that I would do is that if I had to work late let's say I had to work two hours late um, I would email my bosses and say, hey, I left at this time um, because you guys needed this to be done. And instead of coming at 9, I'm going to be coming at 1030 and things like that because I can't work on an empty vessel. You yeah, know? So, I had, yeah, I had to tell them that I would be coming in later. You know, I'll have to come in at 12 and also taking advantage of my days off as well, even though they were still like emailing me and things like that, mm-hmm. taking advantage of that. And then another thing I did 
while I was at work is that if I'm working at the desk and I'm starting to feel overwhelmed, overwhelmed or fatigued, I would just force myself to get up, step mm. outside and just take deep breaths of air outside. Um, you excelled outside? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, I actually did that. And that really helped. And I would like force myself not to think about work in that time or take a walk or you basically do something that would um, get my mind off of work. So that really helped. And just really speaking my mind, you know, when it came up to how I was feeling, not just with, you know, my loved ones, but also with the people I was working with and telling yeah. them how important it was for them to um, find help for me and for the for the company. Yeah, oh, that's really good. That's really, really good. OK, so what would you say are the three um, main takeaways from this season of working in a toxic environment? What are the things that you learned um, yeah, that's a good question. The first thing was that even though I was an important factor to the company, um, at the moment at least, that everything shouldn't be put on, put on my shoulders. Yeah. And let me explain what I'm trying to say. Basically, I would sometimes feel guilty that if I didn't work, that other people would have to suffer, the people that we were catering to. Mm. And I really always felt guilty, and I was working from a place of, guilt and feeling like if I don't get it done, no one's going to get it done. And I also was getting that from my uh, supervisors. Like you have to get it done or no one's going to get it done because no one knows how to do it. Mm. You know, they weren't talking about how they needed to hire people and things like that, you know? So would you say like that's what stopped you from leaving? Is that what what took you so long to leave? No, actually. But what what took me so long was that I had a plan. I knew when I was going to leave. But this was around the same time when I was getting married, actually. Mm. So I knew that at a certain time I was going to be moving from one state to the other. So I decided that I was just going to stay there until it was time to leave, you know, because I was also planning for the wedding and, you know, I needed Mm. some money, too, for the wedding and things like that. So I made up my mind that I was going to stay, even though when I look back, um, some of for how long I stayed, it wasn't really worth it. I feel like I still could have you know, had the wedding of my dreams without staying in such a toxic environment. Yeah. So second for me was my health and the state of my physical body. You know, my health comes first, basically. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that, God forbid, but if I was to die, they would have eventually had to find someone to replace me. So it wasn't anybody's job to take care of me. It was my job first. You know, don't get me wrong. A job should offer... Um, healthy working environments, but it was my job and just making sure that I was healthy and that I, that I was sane, you know, um, internally. So number three would be how I was um, living spiritually. Mm. Basically, I wasn't giving attention to my spirit life, spiritual life. I wasn't giving the attention that I needed to give to my spiritual life, to the things of God, to my walk with God. And I'm not even talking about activities, really, but I'm yeah. really talking about my personal time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. That was being compromised because I really didn't have time for it. Um, I didn't make time for it. And, you know, if you're a spiritual person, you understand that when your spirit life or your spiritual life suffers, everything else suffers. Yeah, everything you, crumbles. Yeah. That's literally your foundation. It's like trying to build a house on 
what sand yes on sinking sand yep. <laughs> come on okay go ahead <laughs> yeah so um I wasn't given as much as atten- as much attention that I should have been given to that and it was definitely affecting me in other areas making me very grumpy yeah. making me uncertain making me confused sometimes you know which were things that I did not need you know I just needed to be refreshed in the Lord and that's not what I was getting have you ever been in a toxic environment you know I wouldn't really say in the context of a workplace, no. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been in toxic situations that, um, so by definition, toxic is poisonous, you know, yeah. destructive. So I have been in situations that were destructive mm-hmm. um, to how I viewed myself and things like that. So I'll, I'll just go ahead and share. I remember coming into college um, and having a mentor was a big thing. You know, everyone yeah. had a mentor. That's how you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Literally by following someone who's done it before, X, Y, Z. So um, mentors were a glorified thing, and Mm -hmm. I felt left out because I didn't have a mentor coming in. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I need to find a mentor in my field. Mind you, I don't even know what I want to do. I'm just, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I need to find a mentor in my field. Um, So there's this individual that I began um, asking to mentor me. Mm -hmm. And, but yeah, that was really a dark uh, moment in my life. I remember asking them to review my resume one day, and... I got the review back, and it was a text message pretty much saying, this is trash. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. And that's that's how it started. Mm-hmm. Um, it was with small things like that. And eventually that increased, you know, that negativity. Um, and so basically they were never, like, really positive towards you? Yeah. Nah, or encouraging? Nah. And so when I say that it was toxic, mm-hmm. what that did for me was make me start to view myself differently mm-hmm. um, and what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. I started not even going for jobs, like, applying for things mm-hmm. because maybe I'm not good enough. You know, like, this, everything about me doesn't meet the standard, you know? Yeah. Um, so I remember this person... Um, had a job on campus at the time that I really wanted. It was like a technology um, job. Mm -hmm. And so I was so adamant about, okay, what do you need? How did you get here? Can you help me? Mm -hmm. And I believe the person saw um, my desire to get that job Mm -hmm. and kind of took advantage of it, Mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what that really did for me, like I said, it definitely destroyed the way that I viewed myself. Mm-hmm. Um, as an individual, as a professional, I lost confidence in all things regarding um, my future, my career. Mm-hmm. And when I knew, like, what what was my breaking point? I believe it was that. Like, when I began to see that, okay, I don't even think about myself the way that God thinks about me anymore. You mm-hmm. know, like, I'm, yeah. I'm having problems even shaking someone's hand and introducing myself because I Your think confidence. I'm going to... Yeah. Yeah, it was it was toxic towards my character mm-hmm. as an individual. Like, so I say all that to say that sometimes it's not necessarily your workplace mm. um, that's being toxic towards you um, excelling, right? Yeah, that's it could true. it could be a person, it could be a mentor, it could be a relationship, but um, anything that costs your peace is too expensive. Mm, yes. Um, and I think what made it so hard for me to leave, or why it took so long for me to leave. Like I said, this person had the job I wanted, you know, like if I don't act accordingly, how else am I going to get this job? And that's how I was reasoning um, before I knew the truth, you know, before truth really settled in my heart um, that honestly, any God is the biggest connect that we can have. You see what I'm saying? He is 
He made these people. He can turn the heart of anyone um, and give you favor. And that wasn't something I learned until I let go. Um, and he was just really showing me that any door that he opens up, no one can close. If Amen. God wants me to get that job, I'm going to get it regardless of, you know, yeah. your recommendation or not. And the funny story is um, I ended up not getting the recommendation, but I did get the job. <laughs> and it's like, wow, like God's word is alive. If we will, you know, apply our faiths to it, it'll work for us. Amen. Um, so scripture tells us that who can really be against us if God is for us? Amen. And that applies to every area in your life, you know, career as well. So don't feel as though you have to remain in this toxic space or um, a toxic, it could be a mentorship, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is in order to advance. That is not God's will for your life. Um, and so the mistake I made was allowing fear to stop me from moving. Um, but know that God is able to direct and redirect your steps, you know, continuously in this Amen. journey. Um, there's a scripture that really comforted me in this time and it's Proverbs three, six, right? So it says, trust the Lord completely and don't depend on your own knowledge with every step you take, think about what he wants and he will help you go the right way. Right. Mm -hmm. And we hear the scripture all the time. I was like, okay, sure. But when that part where he says, think about what he wants. And so in that moment, I wasn't thinking about the fact that he wanted me to value myself. You know, the same way that he valued me. Um, but once that sunk in, um, I was able to make um, the decision to leave and it paid off. So I yeah. really just thank God for um, that strength. He's able to give you strength um, in these situations and wisdom. Amen. Yeah. And wisdom. Just um, to piggyback off what you said, um, a passage that really blesses me is Romans eight twenty eight, That says that we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we are trying to create our own happiness or trying to force things to work a particular way that we see it or that we think that, you know, this is going to be the only way. Yeah. But God is reminding us that, you know, in all things, I have your back. All things are working together, even when you fail, even when you succeed in everything that you do, that yeah. I'm working for your good. Like all things are working for your good. And that just brings peace to know that, you know, you do have rest in Christ. You do yeah. have rest in God. Yeah. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode and this discussion on toxic work environments. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast, share your feedback with us and share it with a friend. Thank you all so much. We'll catch you in the next episode.